You're listening to the People Over Profit Podcast. Hi, I'm Justine Beauregard. Since 2008, I've helped scale multiple businesses to seven, eight, and nine figures by focusing on quality connections, not vanity metrics. For decades, we've been taught to believe that business is just a numbers game, but really, it's a relationships game. Gone are the days of prioritizing money over our missions and the people that our businesses are built to support. I created this podcast because I want you to make a difference in the world without feeling like you have to sacrifice your income or your integrity to do it. If you're building a business that puts people first, you belong here. Now, let's spend some quality time together. I've been asked about podcasting a lot lately. I don't know what's happening out there in the world, but I'm telling you right now, people are flooding me with questions and I'm seeing this trend a lot on social media as well. So the questions I've been asked are, I'm about to start a podcast. Can you share how you launched yours? Or I'd love some tips for making my podcast more successful. How much did it cost you to start your podcast? I'm editing episodes for hours. Any advice? Since this seems to be such a hot topic, I thought, what better place to share my answers than on my podcast? (laughs) Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know what I'm about to say. Even if you don't have a podcast or never plan to, you can still get a ton of value from this episode. Just replace the word podcast with whatever you're going to do to market your business and you'll find some really great tips and insight to help you with whatever your channel of choice is. But if you're looking to start a podcast or make yours better or maybe cut costs or something, this is definitely going to be a helpful podcast episode for you. So the thing is, I've always loved using my voice to share tips and insight. I think it's such a powerful way to communicate. I have a very interesting way of speaking where it's a little bit more dynamic. As you can see, my tone goes up and down the cadence of my voice kind of changes with the topic and you know there's just a natural kind of skill set within me I think that makes podcasting sort of a natural marketing medium for me that might not be the case with everyone and I also think it's a very teachable skill so I think that you can absolutely if you don't have that inherent skill you can build it and the only reason I'm this good is because I'm on sales calls and coaching calls and podcast calls all the time I also have found being on camera very anxiety driven so I was never comfortable on camera I'm still not 100% comfortable on camera, but I've gotten a lot better over the years because I've had lots of practice. And before I was really coaching a lot, which I am now, I coach three days a week in the Breakthrough Lab, I coach private clients, I'm a guest on other people's podcasts that are video recorded and summits and all sorts of things that I'm on video for. But before all of that, I found the Clubhouse app. And I really fell in love with audio platforms at that point because it just allowed me to be free. It allowed me to be myself, to communicate, to get my points across, where sometimes I felt in writing it didn't come off with the same, I don't know, heart or something. Like things were getting misconstrued or I didn't feel like it was really communicated. And I felt like when I got on Clubhouse, everybody got me and it just, it was a really great space to practice being on audio. And interesting side note for that, I actually shook, my whole body was shaking for 
a solid 20 minutes after my first attempt with using Clubhouse. So the nerves still kick in. I still get nervous. I still get bright red. It happens all the time. It's that innate fear of public speaking. It doesn't matter if people can't see you. It's still you putting yourself out there. So it's okay if you don't just get on an audio platform and it just clicks and everything is amazing and easy. Sometimes you have to work for it. And all the best things in life are worth the hard work, right? So we do it. We face it. We conquer it. And I think if podcasting is something that interests you and you're intrigued by it, just do it. Jump right in the pool. And if you don't love it or if it's not performing well, you're in control. You get to change that. You get to stop recording it. You get to do whatever you want with it. So when I went all in with podcasting, going back to the Clubhouse story, that is right around the time where I was creating my podcast called Ask the Marketing Expert. I don't have it anymore, but it was a top 10% podcast. And as it turns out, even though I have a degree in marketing and a decade of experience with marketing, I realized that the part of my job, which I've always kind of floated over to, is this marketing sales liaison, this role of sales training and coaching and really realizing that my skills with marketing came from my sales skills because marketing is what I refer to as pre-selling. And when I rebranded as Justine Beauregard, sales coach and trainer, I really felt like I had to release that podcast, even though it was ranked really high and it had tens of thousands of downloads. It was a part of my brand that I had to let go of so that I could fully embrace the sales coaching side of my business. And sometimes we have to make those hard choices. It's still available. You can go listen to it. It's a little outdated now. But that's why you're listening to this show, People Over Profit. And that's why it's not a top-ranked podcast yet. I'm still working on it. But I want to talk to you from that lens because I did have a top-ranking podcast. And I will again with this show. And I feel like it's important to listen to people who've done what you want to do and take their advice and get their perspectives and not just take advice from anybody who maybe hasn't achieved what you want to achieve. So let's talk about what happened when I launched that original podcast versus this podcast. And from what I learned by having a top ranking podcast and launching a second podcast that I feel has grown leaps and bounds since it first came out much quicker than my previous podcast, which is good news for me. (laughs) So the first point is I didn't have a formal launch plan with either of my podcasts. I don't tend to invest a lot of time or resources into creating planning type documents because most things change once you get going. So why am I going to spend five weeks planning and mapping and doing all the work for something that I might not even have in five weeks or might completely change in five weeks. And I'm just using that as an arbitrary amount of time. But I think that if you can spend an hour or two really getting clear and mapping out what you want to do, how you want it to look, and then executing and measuring and testing, that is always a better use of time. So all I did to prepare for each show was really make sure that I could carve out the few hours I knew it would take in my week to be consistent with the podcast because I was making a commitment and I'm a high integrity person. So when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. 
right? And I asked what kind of episodes would people like to see on the show, which also, pro tip, gave me a lead on some new listeners for the show. So when they said, I would love an episode about this and I recorded that episode, I would message them back and say, hey, I recorded that episode, go have a listen. And they would share it and say, thank you so much. And that's kind of how it all started. I just recorded a couple of episodes. I want to say I recorded four because usually I do things like in months increments when I'm prepping for something. It might have been three, it might have been five, somewhere around there. But the point is, I recorded some episodes before I announced or launched the show. And this was very intentional. This is something that I do a lot because it helps me not only get ahead of the content in case I have an emergency or vacation or something with my recording is a problem, this also helps me understand how long it's going to take me to write, to record, to edit, to set up promotions for every episode, things like that. And I think it's one of the most important things that I do when I'm starting new things is testing a few times and measuring my level of effort, seeing how much time it takes me to complete each task so that I can be really good about planning ahead and become proficient quickly. Because if you're recording episodes in a row, you're learning and growing as you're doing it. So you're naturally getting better quicker than if you record one episode and then a week later you have to do it all over again and relearn that. Like you kind of get into a flow with it and you'll see what I mean if you try doing that yourself. Now the second thing I did was go with the bare minimum for promotions of the podcast, which sounds counterintuitive, I know, but hear me out. (laughs) I feel like you can take promotion strategies in two ways primarily. One is to go in with everything you've got, really focusing on hitting as many people as possible as quickly as possible. That has never been my style of promoting or marketing offers. I don't really play that volume-based game. I play the value game. I go in that other direction, which is taking that bare minimum approach, vetting the ideas organically with a minimum level of effort, seeing what's going to happen, what that's going to bring in, because if that baseline is something that I'm okay with, there's nowhere to go but up. And I'm also not investing countless hours of my time in something that may never bring in anything unless I'm totally blitzing the market, which to me just sounds exhausting and terrible. So I had an idea for how I was going to promote it. I planned to do what I'm still doing, by the way, which is putting out a video clip of each episode on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And then I share a story about my podcast every Monday on Instagram with a link to go listen to the show. And I email my list about every new episode on Monday. So what happened organically in addition to that is when I was asked questions by people that I either knew or didn't know or was getting to know that I knew were covered on the podcast, I would just share those podcast episodes. And this has definitely contributed to the growth of my listener base, because if you share your content with the same people over and over, your listener base is only going to grow as quickly as your follower count grows, which for me is not leaps and bounds every moment of the day. So having that show shared with new people or those episodes And not just by me, by the way, by other people who are like, I just listened to an episode of People Over Profit, you should check it out. It feels like a no-brainer, and it just made it so much easier to get the word out in a really authentic way. So I definitely recommend doing that. 
along with continuing to crowdsource for episode titles and themes. So like I said earlier on, I kind of went into groups and said, what would you love to see on the podcast? Or I would go in and kind of quietly just observe what those trends and topics are. And more recently, I've had my assistant look through social media and notice what the trending topics are. And this episode was one of the ideas that she had for an episode based on things that she had been seeing. And I already had it in the docket, so it was perfect. And that really just reinforced my choice to record this episode for you. So now let's get into the setup and keeping it simple because that is critical for me, is everything needs to be simple, it needs to be easy to do, it needs to be manageable for my schedule. So when I started my first podcast, they were interview-style format and very time-consuming edit-wise. So naturally, being who I am, I outsourced the editing and paid hundreds of dollars to get them just right, And this was a lesson learned because that podcast was not monetized when I outsourced editing and I was taking that money directly out of my profit, which was not the smartest move I could have made at the time. Now, what I have done is keep things very simple. When I decided to change directions for the show, I decided to keep things as simple as possible. And I start each episode by writing a solid outline or a light script of the episode, which I actually voice to text in Google Docs because I want it to sound like me and have that kind of cadence when I'm reading through it. This is also helpful because it limits the amount of editing time that I have and it helps me stay on topic and get my show notes created without paying for software to do that. Now I do use a free software application called Audacity and that's where I'm recording this episode right now and it's also how I edit my podcasts. And that makes it really easy that I record right in the editing software because if anything sounds weird, I just pause, delete that section and keep recording. And all I have to do when I'm done recording this is add my intros and outros that I pre-record and save in a podcast folder. Now, I would go into the whole backstory as to the research that I did and the hours that I spent and the money that I invested in mentors to get my intros and outros correct. Maybe I'll do that another time. But for now, I will say you don't need to know all of that. Just go back and listen to my intros and outros and then borrow them and make them your own. This is the great thing that I love about frameworks, right? You don't have to take them verbatim. You can make them your own so much quicker than starting with a blank slate. I know when I was thinking, what do I want my intro to sound like? I stared at a screen for a very long time and was like, it could be anything. Here's a million ideas. So this will just help you narrow it down. For the microphone that you're hearing me record on, it's actually a Yeti mic. I bought it on Amazon for just under $100, and it seems to work fine. Would you agree? I don't know. Let me know if the audio is not up to par for you, but I think as long as your audio doesn't sound bad on a test recording, don't even bother investing in a new microphone. I only paid for a nicer mic because I needed it to drown out some of the background noise in my neighborhood while I record and I coach all the time. So for me, that was a great investment because I'm not just using it for podcasting. And speaking of tools that I use, I also upload these episodes to Spotify for podcasters. It was formerly known as Anchor 
And before that, for my old podcast, I was paying for a service called Buzzsprout. It was really intuitive, easy to use, not too expensive. I just didn't see the benefits of uploading to Buzzsprout versus Anchor. So it's really easy for me to just upload it. It syncs right into Spotify. So I just recommend that to everybody because it's easy and it's free. And if you don't like it, you can always pay for something. And I would rather start free and upgrade than start paid and downgrade. So a few other things to keep in mind before we wrap up the episode that I really wish I knew when I started podcasting. First, crowdsource for those titles and topics. So your episodes are going to perform better when you get the ideas straight from your ideal customers in their words. And also it saves you time because you can sit in the mind drama of trying to think of episode titles and trying to make them good and stand out. But if you crowdsource, you're just being given those titles and then you can just work backward from there. Once I know what I need to talk about, I could just go on and on as I have this entire episode (laughs) just talking about all of the things and have all of these ideas. So that just makes it really go by quickly for me. The second is don't over edit your episodes. People like a podcast that's real. When I made my first podcast, I made a lot of mistakes when it came to the editing. I removed all the breaths, all the ums, all the ahs, all the giggles, and I wasted a lot of time doing that. Worst case, it didn't make a difference. Best case, it saved me so much time and it ranked my episodes a lot higher because people like the authenticity of me just jumping on and recording my thoughts. And then number three is I would make the episodes how you would listen to a podcast or your favorite format or style of podcast. So I like different styles of podcasts for different reasons. When I'm listening to Smartless, which is one of my favorite podcasts, I love the dialogue and the interview and multiple people. I think it's really fun and dynamic. I love how they just kind of chit chat and it's very casual. When I listen to a business podcast, I want to get right to the meat, right? I want to get right to the heart of the conversation. I don't want to listen to dialogue and hear backstory. I don't really have a lot of time for that. So I love the episodes that are short clips. Like I listen to Diary of a CEO and I look for his short little moment episodes that are, you know, eight to 20 minutes long. And then I realized, That's how I want to do my podcast. So mine all, as you've seen, are like 10 to 20 minutes. They're very value heavy. They're specific on a topic. That's how I like it. So that's how I record it. I'm not saying I'll never have an interview on this show, but if I do have an interview, it is going to be an interview that I would want to listen to that is valuable from start to finish, that doesn't waste a lot of time. So that's it. Simple low barrier to entry, and fun if you like using audio to share your message. So if you end up recording a podcast of your own, or if you already have a podcast of your own, I'd love to know what it is. So send me a message on Instagram or tag me on your latest promo post so I can check it out and support you. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to tag me with your thoughts and feedback at Justine Beauregard Coach on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have ideas for future episodes, I'd love to hear them. Just send an email to justine at justinebeauregard.com. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to click that subscribe button and rate and review the show. Your feedback means a lot to me and allows us to keep learning and growing together. I'll see you next week.